All right, what's up, party people? It's your favorite podcast on the internet these days. Um, toxic masculinity coming at you once again with episode number five. Is it five? Five. Yep. Are you sure it's not six? I'm positive. Five. Okay, number five. All right, hell yeah. Um, I'm Elliot, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Albuquerque's premier bottom, Chris Allen. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, which one is that? Um, Yeah, I know. (laughs) Can you be more specific, please? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Albuquerque's premier power bottom. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Hi, everyone. (laughs) And, hmm... I usually think about this before I do it, but how should I introduce Paul? Um, photographer, extraordinaire, tall. Yeah, that's what you always say. <laughs> I know. Well, I want something new. Okay, just say hi. Hi, it's Paul. <laughs> My boyfriend, by the way. In case you didn't know. Just kidding, we broke up. Who said oh, yeah, that? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Um, but hi everyone, welcome, welcome back Hopefully everybody is doing good If you're listening, thank you so much Oh, by the way, we need to start um, Like social media I want like, like an Instagram account Yeah yeah. We should do that for okay. All of our followers All of our like two followers That'd be great <laughs> We have a fair amount of viewers I just have to Me say I check, I check all the time the yeah the the fans just you know make make it happen. <laughs> we owe everything should, to you. They what should our fan? Going. We need like a, a name for our fans. What should they be called? The toxic. The toxic. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. the mask for masks. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so here we are yet again. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, shout out to Aaron Pollock, who joined us on our last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that Iconic was great. Iconic episode. Yeah. It yes. really was. It really was. Um, we need to bring more guests on. We should think about that. Who could be our next guest? I agree. Yes. It works out great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Here we are again, bringing you um, a space where we interrogate interrogate (laughs) heteronormative society and promote the gay agenda. I'm like three beers deep, by the way, so this might be a little rocky. (laughs) Slopopotamus. I know. (laughs) I know. Ugh, poor me. Flop tart. (laughs) Anyway, um, so our news for the week, we have a lot of news. We have a great kiki moment for you guys, and we'll obviously end with our... Highly coveted Toxic Awards of the Week. But first up, we got our headlines. And our first one is, in case you haven't checked your bank account, you should check it because our stimulus checks dropped uh, every American, maybe not every American, but most Americans received $1,400 from Daddy Joe Biden himself. Um, This was a part of the bigger relief package that was approved by Congress this past week. So thank you to, uh, I guess, Joe Biden for putting that initiative forward. Do you guys have any particular way that you're spending your stimulus money? 
Vegas. <gasps> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. Definitely on Vegas. Did you guys see, like, forever ago, Jabuki tweeted, like, when the next stimulus drops, Fashion Nova is about to be, like, it's the stimmy for me, like, 80% sale. And they did yeah. tweet that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, like, if you're subscribed with them, like, people are posting screenshots, like, they send you text messages, and they're very, like, witty. They have, like, jokes. With like, their Wednesday morning, they promotions. were, like, come shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I always, like, the economist in me always thinks about, like, do you think this is going to, like, stimulate the economy or hinder the economy in the long run? People, the Republicans always say, like, this is the worst thing ever. Like, we're going to be paying this debt for forever. But they always have they subsidize rich corporations all the time and i don't know Mm -hmm. the economy hasn't tanked yet if anything i think giving people money and just like a little more agency and a little like leg room to live it's totally gonna stimulate the economy and just make everyone like happier and thrive a little bit i think we should do this like every year but that's just me Yeah. yeah i know right i'm like give me a next like natural disaster or like some sort of like global crisis. Cause the government's just handing out money, like fucking nobody's business. No, I'm like, like what's I forgot, next? I forgot about, I'm like, Oh, I need to do my taxes. Like I want my tax return, but I was, so, I'm like, I'm just, I'm getting the stimmy money. Like I'm very rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's rich. He's rich. When's our next date? <laughs> Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Vegas. I can't wait. But yeah, that was my headline. So yeah, if you got your stimulus check, congratulations to you. Also, shout out to anybody who maybe didn't receive a stimulus check. I know, like, if you're undocumented, um, you probably didn't receive anything. Or um, shout out to all the people who make more than the threshold. You, you're probably good, but if you're hurting right now, I'm sorry. That sucks. Um, my sister doesn't get it because she's still in school and she's a dependent oh, of my, oh, my parents still. So she's been very upset about that. But this round, they included dependents. So like my parents got money for her and they were able to like throw her some Dora <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> I heard, yeah, I heard about that. That's good that she got that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, they like, you know, it's, it's, it's released like this big relief package for everybody, but not everyone gets it. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of an issue, but yeah, it's shitty. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my headline. Um, Paul, what's going on in your world, my friend? Boyfriend. Next topic, as everyone knows, it's been, I guess, like, it's not even a rough, like, a rough 40 years, but there was the largest mass shooting since the pandemic in Atlanta, and it was racially motivated. It was against, like, an Asian, like, massage parlor. I'm not really sure, but the guy who did it was, like, this, you know deranged man who had like these sexual fantasies and problems with Asian people. And it's this bigger 
problem that's happened ever since the pandemic and for a long time in American history of just like uh, Asian people like being targeted basically. And it really sucks. Yeah. You know, what's crazy about this whole thing is people talk about like Donald Trump's legacy and, you know, what Donald Trump did for America. And one thing that Donald Trump definitely perpetuated because of coronavirus was hatred towards Asian people. You know, he would actively mm-hmm. call coronavirus the China virus. He was just blatantly racist towards this entire group of people, which is probably a catalyst or was probably a catalyst for uh, this Atlanta shooting. And I don't think, you know, Asians have a very unique history Um when it comes to the U.S., I think about like the Vietnam War and internment camps and all of that. Like they have a very unique history when it comes to discrimination in the U.S., um, but it's not talked about enough. So uh, obviously what happened is a tragedy and, you know, bless all the families who were impacted by that. But I'm glad that there's a conversation around that now because, you know, Asian hate is definitely a thing and Donald Trump only made that worse. Yes. It just like makes me sick. Like when is it going to stop? You know, it's like when you hear about it, it's not surprising at all, but that doesn't make it any less horrible. Like it's like enough is enough. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I agree. Like I saw it's interesting because now the pandemic's ending and Mm -hmm. we're getting back to normal and it's almost is like this is our normal and it's it's hard That's, to stomach. Yeah, it's awful. Mm. Well, it's I like about just that. just when we think, like you said, like things are starting to go back to normal and like we think things are getting good and then here comes another situation like this. Just like a black cloud over everything once again. And like mm-hmm. Donald Trump definitely made everything so much worse, but I think especially mm-hmm. everyone being so isolated the past year, it's like that combined with Donald Trump, like, I don't know. I just think we're in for an interesting time as we reopen. Yeah. Like we have a lot of, I guess, healing to do. I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, did you see the, I don't know what his title is, but I, I'm guessing like the sheriff of the, Atlanta PD, Ugh. he like came out and gave a statement that was so yeah. fucking pitiful where yeah. he like was pretty much excusing, you know, the, the shooter's actions. And that's the kind of shit that's just, that infuriates me because he has the power to really frame the narrative of all of this, right? Like he's like the lead, the lead in, in the investigation, the lead in, in pretty much how this is going to be talked about. And the first thing he says is, oh, he was going through a hard time. He was, you know, experiencing this and the other. And it's like, bro, have you learned nothing about, you know, racism in the past year and how that works? Yeah, it was insane. We're always the media and (sighs) police officers and the criminal justice system. They always, when stuff like this happens, it's always yeah, the white person's, their point of view, how they were feeling and stuff like that. It's like, what about right. the victims? Like, right. it, it's so, 
and that cop two stuff is coming out about him. It's just, it's, it's too much to handle almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very, very awful. He would be a good, we already have our toxic man of the week for this week, but he's like a good, like alternate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He definitely is. Yes. Yeah. Cause that was just, that was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, any shouts and shout, shout out and prayers, you know, manifestations to the big, um, victims of their families and mm-hmm. everyone in the community, Asian people all over the country. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, they're all like, it seems like they've kind of been saying this for a while and now it's a point of reckoning. Yeah. We should take this very seriously. It's just really awful that like, it takes things like this to happen for people to like wake up and it's just like, come on. Mm-hmm. Well, and also just real quick, like, I think it's also brought to light this bigger conversation about, um, like the sexualization of women, particularly minority women, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, there's, it was, a like a massage, massage, uh, parlor. Yeah. Yeah. It was all women, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just yeah, literally I, doing their job, just minding their business, mm-hmm. trying to make their money. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> this man felt like, you know, these women were worthless, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he went after them because he thought they were powerless. And that's mm-hmm. a narrative that has been uh, created by, by white people. And so right. I don't know. It's just, I've seen a bunch of like posts and on Instagram and like tweets just about like that conversation, you know, how minority women are so hypersexualized to the point where they're seen as worthless almost. And I think right. that's especially true for, for Asian women and the work they choose to get into. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, peace and blessings, peace and blessings. Yes. Um, Chris, you have a good one. What are you talking about today? <laughs> a lighter note. Um, <laughs> always, always housewife adjacent. Um, <laughs> this week's story is, uh, I guess, somewhat of a deep dive into the very messy divorce of Miss Erica Girardi, Erica Jane, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, well, I think like what's interesting recently this has been going on for a while but tom it was just recently announced that tom her soon-to-be ex-husband um lost his law license so he's no longer practicing he well he can no longer practice law Mm -hmm. in um california and during this whole thing there's been a lot of um discussion of his like mental health and then there was like someone who came in someone from the family who came in to like i not well i guess not not really a conservatorship um but like look over kind of like make his decisions for him because it was deemed like his mental health was deteriorating um so yeah this whole situation is there's just so much to unpack with this whole thing and yeah i'm fascinated by it because erica i i feel like she's almost had like a void in her storyline. Like at first she mm-hmm. was the pop star. She was like, you know, she wore these whatever outfits and like yeah. 
they would have reactions to it. But now she's just normalized and she's like a friend. But I always felt like there was more to the story, more to their relationship, more to how they got their money. And I think part of like why he lost his license is because he was like stealing money from his clients and settlements and stuff like that. the whole thing, like the divorce and all of that all came about because there was a huge lawsuit, Tom and his team, um, regarding one of the, the Boeing, um, lawsuits for when like the, the planes were exploding and all of that. (laughs) Um, there was just some like really shady shit that he had been, his name had basically come up in, um, some receipts. So, there was a lot of discussion about like the the timing of the divorce and how nothing really added up. And there was a rumor, allegedly it was said that they were going to get divorced as like this plot to take the attention away from all of these lawsuits that were being um, oh, yeah. filed against Tom. And then, um, their their money was like another thing that had had come up in that discussion um it had been addressed that if they were to get divorced there would be less money involved um on his part in in regards to those um those lawsuits so yeah it's all just very very but like you said on the whole thing in terms of her her marriage and her personal life was all very surface level. So there was never really much discussed about Tom. Like he was never really on the show, uh, maybe like once or twice a season, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, yeah, like you said, I've always been like curious about the relationship and all of that. But now that this divorce is is happening, I think a lot, a lot more stuff is, is coming to light. So it's very, it's very interesting. Well, and I wonder how much they're going to show on the new season. Well, I've seen yeah. a bunch of reports. It's like this whole next season is all about Erica's divorce. Like it's heavily covered. Yeah, that's um, like lit- it's her storyline essentially oh, because wow. it it's, all it's the whole storyline. Yeah. It all took mm. place like right in the middle of filming. So there was really no way. I don't think there was really any way for her to avoid it. So yeah it was probably just best for her to show it and talk about it. My opinion on, on Erica Jane might be controversial. I did. I did love Erica Jane. I was an Erica Jane Stan when she first came onto the cast. I remember like, she kind of like rebranded Beverly Hills, like prior to Erica, Jane, Beverly Hills was never like, so she's done a lot for the franchise because prior to her, she was, you know, Beverly Hills was never like, like now they're like this this fashion forward franchise hyper like and she did that yeah yeah that was definitely hers Um, totally but one thing that i think you were kind of saying this paul like one thing that has never really happened is they've never really like dug into her in the same ways that like other women have been dug into and so i've always wondered like this situation doesn't make a lot of sense he's like on the brink of death, she's like still relatively young. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah, has to be some, it's some, very some story odd. there. Yeah. It's very weird. And even thing. I get, he's a lawyer, but she could just have this team of people and private jets fly her anywhere. And like, she could buy anything. I mean, like, I know that they're very rich, but everything, it just seemed really excessive. And yeah, 
everything's yeah. hitting the fan now and I kind of love it. And I too, and, and all the reports too, I also heard Sutton is like wreaking havoc this season. So uh, I'm really excited. Really? That. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck Sutton, dude. I already like I'm whoever, whoever she's wreaking havoc on, I'm on their team. Cause I, hate her. <laughs> I think I'm kind of like in the Sutton army. Like I live for her a little. I really hated her last season and then she kind of grew on me. So I'm kind of indifferent. I guess we'll have to see what I hope she's not like, is she still a friend? I hope she's not gonna I I I believe as far as like it's been reported at this point, she hasn't been confirmed as a full-time housewife. I hope I hope they Marlo Hampton her and just keep her as a (laughs) friend forever. I am also really excited for the other new housewife, Crystal Minkoff. She's also the first Asian addition yeah, to yeah. Um, Beverly Hills. And she's gorgeous. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think she's going to be a, a great addition. I saw I that. that. Very excited. Apparently, we're supposed to be getting a Beverly Hills and New York trailers sometime before summer. I saw on Twitter, uh, Andy. Andy. Yes. Um, Fuck. Responded yes. to someone's tweet and he was like, soon, because everyone's always like coming for him. Where's the trailer? <laughs> yeah. So, all these gays. Yes. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Erica, um, I guess can't wait to see how your good luck plays girl. out. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Insert RuPaul GIF. I cannot wait to see how this turns how out. How this turns out. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that was our those were those were our headlines for the week. Hopefully you learned something. Um, but we're gonna transition now into our kiki moment, and I'm really excited for this moment because um it just happened. So we're talking about the Grammys, ladies and gentlemen. Um, better known as the scammies. Scammies. Um, so yeah, that's my name gra- for it. <laughs> Fair enough. This was this was do you know like how what like number of Grammys there's been? Like just solid. A lot, right? Like a lot. Sixty-third this year. Yeah. Cool. Okay. But no, I mean what I do love about the Grammys is I love music. Like I'm music mm. fucking slut. And so aside from like <laughs> Because Oscar, the Oscars, I like, but like, you know, admittedly so, I'm not really a movie person. Like, I, I yeah. watch movies, but I'm not like a movie buff, you know? It's harder then, to, it's hard to see all the movies before. Like, I always yeah. run into that, well, you know? The Oscars are a little, it's just like the homework portion of it is a lot. Exactly. Like, all of the films, and then it's like, I don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. You know. And then like the Emmys, I feel like television is like, not dying, but like it's just different these days. So like they're not as relevant. So the Grammys still to this day, like I love the Grammys because I love music. I love just like seeing all these different genres come together. And so the Grammys will always have a special place in my heart, even though mm-hmm. they are kind of controversial. Yeah. Well, I'll admit too, like whenever an artist like I love has a bunch of Grammys. I'm like, yeah, like Beyonce is the most awarded female of all time. Like we love the Grammys. And then whenever someone gets snubbed, I'm like, this is a fake institution. Like this isn't real. This is all politics. (laughs) So I do have like a bias or whatever. I'm kind of fake and two faced, but 
Yeah. Well, and I think what we should do is I just looked up like all the winners. I forget who won because like obviously all the winners were a scam, but I do think we well, should somewhere. Like- I kind of like this year. Like if I remember, I remember last year I was hella bugged because Billie Eilish like swept the floor. Uh, and that justice was such, like, for Ariana. Exactly. Oh my God. Like, I forget about that. Yeah. She was so snubbed. Totally. She didn't win one thing when Billy yeah. didn't need like, she won like five or six Grammys. It's like, okay. Fuck yeah, Billie Eilish. Yeah. But where Ariana should have got something, just sometimes it's so like political. And even like this year, like the weekend, not getting one yeah. nomination. The, the nominations in general, that was like a bit, yeah. Well, and what happened with that? He didn't get any nominations at all. But didn't he? I Yeah, and that was fucking shitty because The Weeknd had like a great album. But I'm pretty yeah. sure he submitted like, and that that's the thing about the Grammys for anybody who's listening. And I think like all award shows of this caliber, like the nominating, pro- the nomination process in and of itself is so complex, right? So like you have to submit in order to be nominated. So like, mm-hmm. you know, all these artists and their teams, they submit, I'm assuming like a portfolio or some sort of like collection of their work. And then the nominating committees for each genre decides as to whether or not they're going to be nominated in that particular category. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's like the election. Like there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, and what's crazy yeah. is the weekend apparently submitted and he wasn't nominated for anything, which is so fucked up. Yeah, it, um when the nominations count, it's just like normally I think like in the past a lot of artists like yeah, it's a bummer, but you just kind of like move on. But he was very vocal about like how disappointed he was because this whole the album, the after hours era and all, it was like during like the prime time Grammy nom. Like there's a certain time period that you have to have released your album and done certain things by. So I just think it's really shitty when like hard work doesn't at least get some type of recognition in his, in his case. Yeah. And it is like, cause sometimes like I'll, even if my fave doesn't win, I'll understand or I'll understand why certain people are nominated because yeah, I love the weekend, but he's not like my fucking fave or whatever. But you know, I I can at least know that "Blinding Lights" was like the biggest song last year or something like that. For for him not to have any nominations, yeah, that's just when it's so blatant. Like there's like weird politics behind this or something weird. And I like when artists are vocal about it. Although it's this weird like line they have to like balance because now he'll probably never fuck get a grammy again. yeah he says he's never even gonna submit his stuff for the awards but yeah to like you you have to you can't call them out too much or else you're like x'd out forever it's just it's so political is the only way i could describe it which kind of sucks yeah. because then it isn't really about the art but nothing's about the art it's all capitalism so just right. whatever well inter- interesting because like the the grammy like controversy jay-z has also been very vocal about like 
this scam that is the Grammys and like not getting the recognition mm. recognition that he deserves. Like he talked about it in like songs and like he's been very outspoken about like basically like fuck the Grammys. But then here you have his wife who's his now wife. the most awarded. And I mean he was there with her and you know supportive, but it's just I, I'd like to know how those conversations go because I think when it all comes down to it, the Grammys I think are important to to Beyonce, um, and and that recognition spe- specifically in, in terms of her career. I think there are a lot of artists who do base their achievements on on the Grammys, and I, like Taylor mm-hmm. Swift specifically, like in her documentary, that was like a huge thing for her when they called and they were like for reputation, you were not nominated at all. And she was like heartbroken over it. Um, oh, so yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy how like uh, the Grammys are to some artists kind of like the, the deal for them as like a, a an achievement. So, yeah. I feel like they have the same feeling as us too. Like they're like, it's fucking bullshit, but like they want it. it it's <laughs> yeah. it's the signifier. It's everything. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's yeah. the ultimate achievement you can get. So. Yeah. And when Taylor won this year, it, like you could just see, like tell, like how excited she, she was. She's so happy. Yeah. yeah it's well, it's and crazy. even I always say to everyone about that documentary, that was my favorite part of that documentary because I felt like it was the most authentic. Like mm-hmm. she really, she was she was bugged and she was disappointed and like, she really cared about it. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Like it, sometimes they're supposed to be gracious or they're supposed to be like whatever about it, but no, I I wanted that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a big deal. And um, also shout out to Miss Blue Ivy who snagged her first Grammy, which is a big deal. Yes. For Brown skin girl. She won a Grammy. For what? Just for like being on it or what? It won, um, I think, Best Music Video. I'm pretty sure. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, Blue. Okay, and um, I, ju- I just want to say, do we want to go like, do we have any past moments? Because I have some past snubs that I just want to reference. Oh, so that yeah. We all never oh, forget. Pff, please, without further ado. And they're all yeah. kind of similar. It's actually, it was... Mariah Carey, 1996 for Daydream. And then it was Rihanna for Anti and Mm. Ariana Grande for Thank You Next. They all had like six or seven nominations and left with nothing. And those were all probably like their best albums of their careers. So yeah, the Grammys. What made me sad about, because when we, we watched... Ari that one together and that was she had just come off of this like major like the sweetener tour and like the two albums back to back like she had just mm-hmm. had like the best year and it's like mm-hmm. you just know like this is gonna be her year like she performed at the Grammys like it was like a whole oh yeah thing. like it was her year not one <laughs> Grammy Nothing. that she went like it was I forget so about crazy. that dude that's so fucked I've yeah, yeah. I'm re- like I'm recalling now, like yeah, that, her fucking that crazy whole, year. That whole performance was like it was like a medley, and it was like the closing of like that chapter for her. It was like such mm-hmm. a big deal, and she didn't win any. Mm. Oh my god, ugh, yeah. dude, there should be like more outrage about this. That's insane. Yeah, I I guess um, I had totally forgot. Also, you had mentioned um, Rihanna for anti, which was 
a fucking phenomenal album. And that, mm-hmm. yeah, that's another, another big snub there. Definitely. But I would love to hear everyone's opinions on the winners this year for at least like the main categories. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I have my opinions about this. I'm sure you already realized by that. Uh, but <laughs> so record of the year went to everything I wanted by Billie Eilish. Is that a boo? That's a boo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is I think- just another example of her. She's a Grammy plant. That's what I call them. <laughs> like they just, it's, she's kind of like her. It's just like, they had to bring her back for another award or else like her sweep last year would have looked too extra. I don't know how to describe it. Like they just, they need to give Billy the props. Well, even it was crazy because even in her speech, she was like, Megan, like this was your award. I don't know why I won this. <laughs> that was like, so cringe. This, this, like you deserve this. You're so beautiful. You're so gorgeous. Like you deserve this. It's like, okay. <laughs> I know. I was so was uncomfortable cringe. doing that. Because Megan was kind of like, okay, like, she was like, like right, okay, but... shut the fuck up. Like, talk about <laughs> anything besides me, please. It was a very, like, white guilt moment. I kind of love it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's spot on. Yes. Dude, <laughs> Billie Eilish is the poster child for white guilt. Her and, 100%. And her brother, I've literally never heard speak, but he's always just with her. Right? No, yeah. yeah. It's so kind weird. of weird. It's so weird. He's always just there, Phineas. Is he gay? I don't no. know. I've, I think he I've dates like fake girls. Vibe, interesting. Oh. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Billie Eilish. I did like her outfit, though. I will say that she looked she looked cool. And because I don't hate Billie Eilish, and that's Girl the thing. Like, I don't. And the like last year, I love Billie Eilish. Like I saw her at Coachella. I think she's great. I think she's like you know. She, she's gonna live on. She, her legacy is gonna live on forever and ever. But I do hate how much the Grammys fucking award her. Like they, <laughs> yeah. she really is like a Grammy plant. Or even like I feel like she's like like people in the Grammy and in the institution that is a Grammys. Like people think she's so much more than what she is. And I'm like. It just it just goes to show like how out of touch the people who are giving these awards are. I'm like, she's cool, but she's not that cool, guys. Like, yeah, she's revolutionary to like a 65 year old man who just exactly. like listens to pop radio. But like, exactly. if you really exactly. knew yes. like you know other type of art, like you know, mm. there's there's similar artists to Billy, which is exactly. why I'm like. I don't think that she sucks, but I don't think she's as like revolutionary as mm-hmm. like I I just think she found a a, a spot in the mainstream. And so she mm-hmm. seems so like out there or whatever. But like yeah. but to like Gen Z or millennials, I feel like she's a little more normal. But <laughs> no, yeah, that was well said. Exactly. Like old people like love her. Like they think that she's so great. I'm like, you guys. Newsflash, there's a lot of, like, young white girls doing the same exact thing. <laughs> there's a lot of young white way. freaks out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, <freaks>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, freaks. Um, album of the year. Ugh, I have a love-hate relationship with this because I do love her, but I think it was, like, undeserved. It was Taylor Swift folklore. How do we feel about that? I'm very I forget happy what the other. 
What were the other <laughs> nominees? Because like uh, automatically, I disagree, but maybe. <laughs> I think it was like I want to say maybe Future Nostalgia. Dua Lipa was nominated. I think. I, I think Roddy Rich may have been nominated. I feel like I was going for Dua, but she won something else. So when they're kind of she, spread out like that, I think I'm a little more okay with it. Like Taylor she can won get that. Best pop vocal album. But here's the yeah. thing. And I like, here's the thing with Taylor Swift. I really do think that like, how do I explain this? It makes sense that she wins so many awards because she's so palatable amongst like the masses. Like, People, people like she, it's like, it's like almost like an indifference to Taylor Swift to Taylor Swift. Like she, I, I could see how the people voting and I watched this whole entire video actually about like how winners are chosen and how they're nominated. And essentially what happens is like you have professionals from each genre, right? So like people from the pop industry, people from the rap industry, rock industry, they nominate and then like, this like higher committee or whoever decides the winners. And so I, I think Taylor Swift, like she just, it makes sense that she always is recognized because like people, I don't know. She's like, she's very easy to, to like, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know. And also, by the way, yeah. I did love folklore. I will say that I love that album. I think like it's a good album. I do love Taylor Swift. Do I think that it was she was deserving of that award? Uh, not necessarily, but it makes sense that she won. Yeah. The way that I looked at it um, on a, a, another podcast that I listened to, they're like Taylor, they are Swifties. And so they yeah. were just like very excited for her. But um, they explained it as like the way that they look at like the Grammys is like, the music that had shaped the year leading up to it. Um, and I think folklore with her, like releasing it during the pandemic. And like, it, it was a, I think it was a really, it, mm, it definitely helped too. a lot of people. Like it was, mm -hmm. it was kind of like a, a bright light during like dark times to be like cliche. But for me personally, mm -hmm. I, I loved the album. I had, when it came out, I had it on repeat. Like it really, it did bring like, some joy to like shitty times. Um, and I, I think she, she did work really hard on it. And um, I think it was, it was out of all of her work. I think it's, it's probably one of the most like genuine albums that like really showcases her talent as a songwriter and like pr production wise and all of that. So um, mm -hmm. I was, I was very happy for her. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not I didn't mad know. at it. I didn't know that the guy from Fun was like a big producer on it. I like that guy. I think he's Jack cute. Antonoff. He writes with Lana Del Rey. And I actually just read today that Taylor and him worked on Lana's latest album. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, she's another one who gets snubbed a lot at the Grammys, huh? Lana. Lana Del Rey. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. It's, she only, she got nominated for album of the year for like her last album which i don't know that's a whole other conversation we'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll leave get that into it girl else. get into it i just 
If she should have been nominated for anything, for sure it should have been Born to Die. Her last album was great, uh-huh. for sure. But that just goes to show the Grammys, it's all like PR, it's all politics. She kind of started out the gate after SNL with this bad image. Yeah. You know, that was her best album. I don't know. It's just Born like, to Die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do really love that album. I was like a Same. big. In college, when that album came out, I was a, I was a big Lana fan, and then I've kind of s- dropped off after the years. I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't really connect, I guess, with her recent works. But I think "Born to Die" is an amazing album. Oh my exactly, God, yes. and then now she gets like more nominations at the Grammys. Meanwhile, that was her best. It's just bullshit. But. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. I have, who else I do have we an have? example. I do have. Sorry, backtracking. That's I have fine. an example of a perfect Grammy snub uh, for years ooh. miss britney spears you want to know how many grammys britney has one one really? Grammy. one grammy at oh least my it's God, for toxic at, at least, least it's, it's for, for toxic, toxic. Which, which is amazing but it's still yeah uh, yeah uh, no the grammys the grammys is always it's just been weird even mariah carey she has like five grammys which is like Fair, but for a career of that size and, of, that magnitude, and her magnitude, yeah, absolutely. You should have way more. Doesn't hasn't Nicki Minaj been snubbed a lot too? Nicki Minaj, she, she's after another. Her, after mm. her iconic, legendary Grammys performance in 2012 of like I think it's Roman Holiday, right? <laughs> yeah, with the priest and all of that. Yeah, the she's basically been pretty. She hasn't been nominated since that. She's been like blacklisted, like unofficially for, for after that performance by the Grammys. It's bullshit, yeah. dude. That's so <laughs> fucked. Oh, you know who yeah. else has been snubbed? Which is like maybe makes sense, but like she should probably have at least one. Is Katy Perry? Katy Perry oh, has like zero Grammys. I mm-hmm. love Katy. I do 100%. love Katy Perry too. Katy Perry. She yeah. But I'm yeah, she's definitely she had a lot. she had like that phase where it was like unclear what exactly she was <laughs> trying to do. But I've always loved her. Like Teenage Dream, like oh my god, mm-hmm. Katie. Yes. Ugh, that album Every- was great, dude. Um, let me see. Oh, okay. Best new artist. That was pretty iconic, Megan the Stallion. Everything. Okay, I'm happy about Everything. that. Everything. I almost thought it was going to be Doja Cat, and I'm sad. I don't think Doja won anything. No, she I, didn't. I loved that Megan won a lot of awards. Oh my god! I know. I was so happy for her. Like, and she just looked like she was just having so much fun. Like, you can just tell. Like, she is just like so proud of herself, and rightfully so. Like, ugh. her and Beyonce up on that stage together. Like, girl. No, oh when she God. won, I was like, I hope Beyonce goes up with her. I hope Beyonce goes up I with her. And Beyonce got about, up. I was like, of course she I did. Beyonce's like. <laughs> I didn't even. So like they had not. I didn't even know B and J were there at all. They, you know, right? they just showed up. Well, th- that's the thing is I saw this tweet and it was like, Beyonce must have been bored as shit at the house because she don't show up nowhere. And. Mm. I was like, they had to just like, they waited till everyone walked the red carpet, a few performances in, they slipped in, had their table right (laughs) by the exit. And then as soon as that camera panned, my mom, we like both looked at each other and I was like, holy shit, Beyonce is there. But yeah, yeah. there was just such a cute moment when like she went up there with her and like, oh, yes. 
And no, shout out to when Beyonce. Oh wait, sorry. Shout out to when Beyonce won like her record breaking award or whatever, and she pretended to be all shocked and put her. Hand <laughs> <in> her <mouth>. <laughs> <laughs> I use that for. I'm going to use that for everything now. Like pretends to be shocked. Also, when Trevor Noah, when they were walking off the stage, and Trevor Noah like stopped the whole thing and was like, Beyonce before she broke the record, he was like, Beyonce just tied the record for the most female and she was like listening like she didn't she was like okay whatever right like, yeah let's go You're so funny. she was like this is awkward but wow that's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah. megan was like looking at her like girl and she was just like okay <laughs> <laughs> next um oh my god also oh my god that was that should have been my nomination for howdy of the week I love Trevor Noah and I think he did such a good job. Like he was too. so funny. He's, He's so a good cute. host. It He's such really a good, good host. He's like I, I my love, role model. I love, I love his new look, his hair, everything. Like he yeah. uh, the pandemic has been good to him. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> see his dick suck that night because he fucking he Ooh. killed it, dude. For real he though, he was it. he was really good. I love him. I like. I don't know why. I just love him so much. I think he's so good at his job. I could listen to him talk all day. Right? Yeah. I just wanted to like yes. narrate my life. Just like talk yeah. to me about things, Trevor. <laughs> Ugh. Well, the Grammys. I will continue to watch. I'm sure we all will. Of even course. I'm used to be on the stop. I live for award shows as much. Like I'll talk all the shit in the world, but I'm. You'll catch me in front of that TV. Mm-hmm. Seven. PM Eastern on Sunday. Live well, tweeting. <laughs> and I think like I was kind of scared because of coronavirus and like what it was gonna be like, but I almost kind of liked it more just because it was like there's more performances. It was like, I don't know. I just thought it was the, the whole format was interesting, but I liked I think it. yeah, I think they did a really good job production-wise of making it feel more normal like i feel like a lot of these award shows during the pandemic have like tried to make fetch happen and it's just like been Mm -hmm. so lame but i really think the grammys did a great job like the way they had like the performance stages set up they had all Mm -hmm. the nominees there like in the audience it was very normal i felt it was good yeah and everyone looked so fabulous the looks Mm -hmm. this year were so good I Fire. love a mask with an outfit, like color coordinated. Mm-hmm. It's very yes. fierce. You know who looked that reminded me of fucking Chica. Do you know Chica, Chris? Yeah. I think I love her so much. And her outfit with everything, her Nike ensemble mm-hmm. with like the yes. matching mask. Mm-hmm. I love that fucking girl so much. I I was kind of rooting for her for best new artist. I do mm-hmm. love Megan, but I think I wanted Chica to win, and I also wanted Doja Cat to win, too. But whatever. Megan, congratulations. I think my favorite look of the night was uh, Dua Lipa's Versace butterfly dress. The sparkly, Mm. like, Cher, 70s Cher. Oh, my God. That was so good. I love Dua Lipa's Versace everything all the time. Like, I love it. (laughs) And her performance, amazing. We love Mm. choreography. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Who Who was your guys' favorite performance? Probably do a Lipa. RDB walk. I love that. I love, Megan, we'll talk about it later, but all the controversy. Well, yeah, and that was the first time they had ever performed it live, like on a, a like televised. Oh, yeah. That was that was pretty <laughs> epic. That was good. I, I'm I'm biased, but um Harry Styles, it was just so like 
simple, simple yet captivating. So sexy, like oh, it was. He has a great voice. Very good. Yeah, he He has a really good voice. I think I like Doja Cat. Honestly, Doja Cat really. She was really she good too. It. And she, that was I sick. always forget, I forget with her that she fucking dances too when mm-hmm. she performs. Like she, oh, she's good. And she sings too. Like I thought, I don't know what I thought, but I thought maybe that was just like kind of in the studio, but she can really sing. I'm like, fuck yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. And like this past year, she's performed at a lot of award shows and it's been like spectacular. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who else I really liked too was the Black Pumas, who I didn't really know a lot about before the Grammys, but apparently the lead singers from uh, New Mexico. Yeah, I, I love had that. no idea either. And then they they did like a commentary before, and he was talking mm-hmm. about how he would take he would take the train to California from New Mexico. He's cute too. Ugh, yeah, so many cuties yeah. at the Grammys this year. Fuck! Shout out to New Mexico. Honestly. All right. Well. <laughs> Let's move on to our my favorite part of our show, um, our toxic Best awards part. of the week. This is mm-hmm. a good transition for our hottie of the week, Chris. Um, who is it? Who is? Well, I ju- I I, ju- I already let the cat out of the bag, but um, <laughs> I would like to pre- formally present our hottie of the week, my husband, Mr. Harry Styles. Yes. Um, I have just been so in love with him. Um, I mean, he's always been a heartthrob, but I think recently in his solo career, when he released this album, Fine Line, it's just a masterpiece. And like the visuals, the videos, his looks, everything, just him as a person. Um, I think he's like matured and like become just a a man. And like, I, I just love him so much. And um, another reason for nominating him is he had, he also had a great week. He won his first Grammy um, this past weekend. He also opened the show with an epic performance of Watermelon Sugar. And I am just so obsessed. Shout out to Harry. (laughs) I bet he does. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I can just sense it. That reminds me of New York. She's like, I bet his dick is big. Oh, I know it's big. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But I think he's very hot too. I also love his tattoos. Like Mm -hmm. he has, I don't know. I like his, I don't like his whole, I think, I don't really like his stylist look. To me, it reads as not really authentic. Like, I feel like gender bending is the thing of the moment. And I feel like he's Mm -hmm. like, let's, let's hop on that train. Like, I almost feel like it could just be cuter or something. I don't know. But that being said, I like his music and I think he's really hot and good for Harry. (laughs) No, that outfit, the like the shirtless outfit, the black, the jacket. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. he's someone who he's a good example because I have this like thing where I don't think like not all white people can pull off tattoos. I think some white people look silly with tattoos. Maybe it's like a, like the racist in me, but I do think that <laughs> I think that Harry Styles does a, he's like a white person who really pulls off tattoos to me. Like he looks so sexy yeah. with them. I'm like, I want to see more. I'm like, give me more tattoos, Harry. And he's, he kind of he's has really like, fucking hot. He has like the random, like, 
placement tattoos, but where it yeah. like, works, you know, like there's exactly. just kind of, like stamps everywhere, but it looks good. Oh, I love that. I love that. Like the randomness of it all. No, he's hot as fuck. Although I will say I, and this may be a controversial opinion, but he was never my favorite in one direction. I think the hottest, well, it's a tie. I know I think where this the is hottest, going. I think the hottest member of One Direction who is so underrated is Liam Payne. <laughs> He's fucking sexy as hell. And then a close second for me is Zayn Malik. Yeah, He's I agree. Hot. I agree. Yeah. I've always thought Liam was underrated. And like, I always thought Zayn was hot, but I think like Liam and Harry have been my favorite. And Zayn, yeah, you're hot, whatever. Yeah. Zane's and the so other hot. two. Um, another fun fact: it was the it was caught on camera. Harry and Taylor had a civil conversation at the Grammys. That's a, how long like, did they date for? Quite a bit. That oh, remember, really? Like I one of like the messier pictures. ones. There's so many songs about him. Like it was, it was one of really? the messier. Yeah, that's like a that. big deal. Whoever caught that on camera, bless you, because it was it was a cute moment, which just shows growth. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they dated. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember being on Tumblr back in the day, and everyone was reblogging pics of them. Yeah, he's fans. like one of her like most famous relationships from the past. Oh my god, that's so yeah. interesting. I also love that Harry Styles is like really good friends with Lizzo. Oh they're my like god! Really yes. good friends. Uh, it's. I think it's they're great. They're adorable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lizzo looked great too. She mm-hmm. did. Um, toxic. Ooh, toxic man of the week. This is a good one, Paul. Oh my god. <laughs> Sometimes I struggle with this because I don't even like this person needs to be deplatformed. Like we need to push her god. to the peripheries of society and never hear from her ever again. She needs to be exiled. Exiled. Yeah. Because she's a bully. She's so mean. And she bullies Cardi B, which, like, Cardi B's (laughs) fine. But she always attacks her for her grammar and this, that, and the other. And she was on Tucker Carlson this week, like, spewing about how WAP Wait, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Oh, Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Say it's her name. Candace Owens, which tied at Harry Styles. She actually like got in a fight with Harry Styles over his like feminine way of dressing. I know. Yeah, she's a bully, like you said. She's a bully, and she's she's just like she's this person who always likes to ignite the culture wars and like start these public fights. And she's sympathized with Hitler, and she's this self-hating black woman, and she's on Fox News all the time. And she was on Tucker Carlson this week talking about how WAP was like the fall of Western civilization, which I kind of loved. Like that's a certain, nah, that's true. Keep falling, keep falling. No, mm-hmm. like I'm going to, I'm going to stream WAP if it's going to, if it's going to do no, that. Right. But exactly. But, but then she, she goes on these, like she went in this Twitter spree, like talking shit about Cardi B and she always talks about how she's uneducated and says all this racist, horrible shit about Cardi B. So Candace Owens can suck it and i hate her and i actually hate that i'm even talking about her so Elliot, didn't you tweet her recently <laughs> probably i think, I think I so saw, yeah it was like so epic you just like <laughs> you like went i hate her. her 
I hate it. It was so good. (laughs) I hate any, I hate any person of color who tries to make their name as like, like the, the anti voice, you know, or like they, they're, Mm -hmm. they're more woke than, than their own community. Right. Like they, they put themselves. Or they try to say like wokeness is like, like racism or wokeness is like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's bad for the black community or whatever. She puts herself on this on this pedestal that <laughs> it's it's just totally unfounded. If she really was, and the, the 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 sad thing about her is like if she really was like you know like a critical race theorist, or if she really understood race in the way that it exists in America in an American context, and then she would understand that like she's so fucking <laughs> stupid, dude. Like it's it's like. It's I I'm I'm embarrassed for her. Like I'm so embarrassed for her as a black woman. Like I'm like, whoa, like you really are so and part of me thinks it's like just part of her because she's kind of gained notoriety for it because of like mm-hmm. white racist, you know? Like it's 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 really easy for a white racist to love someone like Candace Owen because she's yeah. internalized all of her oppression. Um but it's just embarrassing for her because it's like you understand that you're like you're like the epitome of a token. Like you, like you are the epitome of what it means to be a token black person in 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 white society, and so she's just like I'm like how do you how do you go through life just knowing that you're like this like a white person's prop? It's really sad. Yeah. I find it. I just I find it so funny. Like how sad she is with Cardi B. Like she every Cardi B breathes, and here comes Candace Owens, like with something to say. It's so insane. No, it is. She brings her up all the time. And she, Cardi B always brings up this thing like forever ago, back in the day, Candace Owen tweeted about how Cardi B was going to be like this like pillar of like original black thought. Like basically <laughs> Candace Owens has been a fan of Cardi B and she's yeah. just obsessed. And, mm-hmm. and I hate Cardi and I hate Candace Owens too, because she is a dumbass, but she like knows how to like speak in a way that sounds intelligent or mm. use like smart language, smart words. Yeah. And so she gets away with like, I don't know. She just, she plays mind games and spins things and she's, I don't know. She's the epitome of the devil. I hate her. I can't talk about her. Well, anymore. and that's, that's the thing about her. That's like almost more embarrassing for her is that she thinks she's smart. It's like, girl, you're, you're like anything but that. Like, if like, and it, and if and the, the crazy part is is like yeah if there's anybody out there who actually knows about like race relations in America or like you know critical race theory like Candace Owens is not smart can she can she string together a few like eloquent sentences and talk about things in a way that like the ignorant white person is going to be like oh yeah yeah absolutely 100% but like what is that that's sad <laughs> like you haven't really you're not like you haven't looked into anything you're just like spewing nonsense and there are some people who like don't know anything about what you're talking about who are like praising you i don't know yeah i could talk about her all day long as well but I she's found, just it's, i would like to end this segment with i found the tweet that you sent her oh fuck yes <laughs> what did i say I love so it. Good. let's hear it okay you said yo at real <laughs> candace owen just want to just want to remind you that you're a fucking embarrassment to not only black people, but people in general. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, it's embarrassing. Mm. Like, she's so For embarrassing. Real. I'm like, you're so embarrassing. 
So good. <laughs> I can't believe, you know what's crazy? Well, not crazy, but I, I would just, I, I hope this is not controversial. It's controversial, but someone should fucking like jump her ass. Like, I can't believe, like, I, I just want like a fucking badass black bitch to fucking beat the fuck out of her. Like, just, ah, just fucking jump. Just, ah, I, I just well, can't believe she hasn't got her ass kicked yet. You have to wonder because, like, that Caitlyn Bennett girl, she, like, walks around with security and shit. Like, I don't know. If I saw Candace Owens, I would at least just yell, like, fuck you to her. Like, 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. How do you leave your house? Exactly. You it have must be to horrible. Know that people don't fucking like you. Like, you can't just be out and about. Like, yeah. Unless, yeah, yeah. she lives in, like, Ohio or somewhere. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But That's wild. I. <laughs> I hope one day someone does just give a fuck Shut about <laughs> whatever and they just go and like attack her. I pray for that actually. Throw some tomatoes. <laughs> um, toxic moment of the week. Who's talking about that? Um, I will lead this. Um, we we're talking about um, on our last episode, we talked uh, Prior to the Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah that has since happened. Um, very, very interesting, I guess is the word I'll use. Um, but there has been a lot of um, controversy after. And a lot of uh, public figures have taken to social media or their own talk shows to um, give their feelings on on Megan. The one in particular that we would like to highlight is Pierce Morgan, piece of shit. Yeah. Um, Basically, I don't even know what he said, to be honest. (laughs) Just a bunch of shit. He, Yeah. He, and he's, the thing about him too is he said it like, He's been the number one hater of her since the beginning of he, time. Like he's like he's like Candace Owens with Cardi B. Like anything, Megan uh, Megan breathes, and here comes Pierce Morgan, like with something. Really? To say. So the it's thing been is, obsession. Yeah. The story goes all the way back to her before she even met Harry. Pierce Morgan was like after her, went on a date, took her on a date, and he told he told the story as. She were drinking. He put her cab to leave, and that night she met Harry at a different party. So he's always been like bitter well, about the situation good for her because he's been like fuck. he's been like in love with her. So like he just always has something nasty to say about her. He's just awful in general, and the way that he speaks about women, I have I've never liked him, but he really pissed me off back in twenty. 17 when ariana grande um had her manchester concert and um the bombing happened and and all of that Mm. um he pretty much called her a coward for leaving and like canceling tour dates and like he's just had a lot of like negative things to say about her as well and um obviously you know i'm an ariana loyalist so don't come for her Mm. um Mm. he's just N- nasty and uh, a pig and he just he's awful pig. to women yeah but back to what we were getting at is the the controversy surrounding this interview well yeah. and yeah a he always he's been the worst for forever but i think in general this is just like 
it's so the funny thing about this like public narrative or whatever is everyone has an opinion on it mm-hmm. and everyone has strong opinions on it like it's not just everyone it's it's like black and white like you're on team Megan and Harry or team yeah. royal family and it yeah. really is making like the internalized like misogyny come out like people project so many opinions about Meghan Markle with absolutely no evidence just like things right. that they make up in their head like about her and her motives and this, that, and the other. And it's almost like it reveals people's true colors, which I think is the most interesting mm-hmm. part about all this, which especially Bethany Frankel, which who gives that's, a fuck about her? Yeah, that's who I was going to oh bring up Oh my God. <laughs> she, went, she went on like a whole Twitter rant during the interview, like, oh, boo-hoo, Meghan Markle, like basically like mocking her for like having like, she had like suicidal thoughts, which she talked about like, that whole thing was like really rough for her. And Bethany was pretty much like mocking her and like saying like, you have no reason to be sad. Like you have no reason to be depressed. You like, you went from being an actress to a princess. So like, shut up. When she thinks, and everyone thinks that she's such an opportunist. I'm like, I mean, I'm sure she was like, fuck yeah, this is a prince. Like I'm going to be sad for life. That's what any normal, rational person would think. But also... Like, I don't know, they're the same, like, attractiveness level. They're the same age. She was semi-successful. Like, I think, I don't know, people, I think two things can exist at once. Like, she could be happy that he's a rich royal and she's going to have this fabulous life. And she probably loves him, too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, we had mentioned on our last episode before the interview came out about how like Harry has known for pretty much ever that he was not going to ascend to the throne because William was the firstborn. And then as soon as William started having children, that the lineage goes to them. So I think like in the sense of their relationship and like all of that, the whole like the whole royal aspect of it I, I i don't really think that that honestly i don't think that played a huge part in everything because i mean if you look at it now like they just kind of live a normal life and like like she said we were told like your son's not going to be given a title um he's not going to be given security like we're not taking care of you and it's just like uh no, so yeah that shit's weird yeah, that shit was so. And I don't. I'm like. I'm like. I will be the first to admit. I don't really follow like the royal family. I don't get it. But that whole thing is crazy to me because people want to come for her and her being an opportunist or whatever. But when you actually hear her story about what it's been like being in that fucking family as a woman of color, yeah, it's it's in, it's intense. And like, who wouldn't? who like who wouldn't internalize all that like especially if you're hearing all these things about your soon-to-be son not being protected and they're not giving you a reason right they're just like saying oh he's not gonna have any security whatever whatever mm-hmm. but they're not saying why of course you're gonna wonder like why like why not like why are what and, and so I, I can only imagine like you know you have you have some people saying like oh you're a princess you should be so happy like you're whatever but then you're not getting treated like a princess within the family. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, they treated her like shit. It's really sad. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. The whole like opportunist thing, I think is so bogus. It's just like not, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah. Hopefully they are happier now that they're here in the States and they're and cooler and hotter than fucking William or whatever her name is. Team Megan and Harry, but ultimately team not the UK. Just, we don't, we don't fuck with them. Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> the monarchy. Yeah. Leaders. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten it. Never will. The crown is a good show though. What did Megan yes. McCain say? Okay. She's like the American experiment is oh the my right God. way to go. Mount <laughs> what is she, <laughs> Mount Vernon? I was like, shut. Up. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> no, was, yeah. Oh my God, the best. Whoopi Goldberg was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. She what was to like about that. saying so much like <laughs> random shit. Like, okay, nobody else do. No, yeah, she was like. Yeah, when we were in the river when we were kids, we thought we were crossing the Delaware. She was like, was that like, is the American dream. I've, ne- I've never <laughs> I've never given any attention to that monarchy. Is it okay? Calm down. No, I love these response Goldberg. was perfect. Yeah. Yes, so. her okay. face, like her face just so like Okay. Okay. Uh, I can't I can't give energy that was, to this. That like, was like Yeah, funny. yeah, exactly. Um, and also I believe that there should be a law put into place that all celebrity interviews have to be done by Oprah. Uh, yes. Having her back. Did you see actually today I was watching before um earlier after the news, we we're watching Entertainment Tonight and they were talking about Britney. Um just giving a little update. She went out to get coffee with her boyfriend. She looked happy and her son, she was with her son. So mm, um, pics. someone had asked her about like a sit down, tell all. And she was like, kind of alluded to the fact that like, that's not happening anytime soon, obviously due to conservatorship. Um, but they were like, mm. there'd be many, there'd be many difficult steps that would, that they would have to go through in order to make that happen. But she did say, if and when the time came, she would want Oprah to do it. Really? Yes. Oh, oh my God. I love that. Because I've seen everyone has like internet speculation. They're like, if Britney does it, she has to do it with Oprah. But I love that yeah, Britney said that. That was what they said. Mm-hmm. Someone from Britney's camp reported that. So we're mm. waiting for the day. I know. Oh, that'd be so great. All right. Last but not least, my favorite toxic historical moment of the week and this is actually paul's nomination but it's a great nomination and it's something that i am very passionate about so um there is this iconic girl group that made history way back in the day their names were the dixie chicks and in case you don't remember back in 2000 what was it like four 2004 march 10th 2003 March 10, 2003, Natalie Maines, the lead singer, the fucking angel that she is, was, uh, felt compelled, God forbid, to share her opinion about George W. Bush on their tour. And she was ashamed of being from the same state as him. And America, in all of its glory, we love America, right? decided to cancel her and the Dixie Chicks um, for for doing that. And to this day, and you know what's crazy about this moment? And I, how old was I? I was like 92, maybe like 12. To this day, I remember being a kid 
and that happening. And I like, I remember hearing about it and I was so confused. I was like, <laughs> wait, cause I, I've always been raised as like, you know, like my family's really liberal. We're very, well, kind of, or we're pretty progressive and like, you know, whatever. And that happened. And I was just like, wait, why is she being canceled? Like what is going on? Cause she, she doesn't like George W. Bush. And thinking about it now as a full blown fucking adult, I'm like, no way that that, that <laughs> shit really happened. Like that shit yeah. really happened. Like I, as a 12 year old, I like, I knew that was wrong, but I was like, I thought I was in the wrong. I thought that I was like fucked up for not realizing like her shittiness. But now I realize, like, no, I was just way ahead of my time, obviously. And like, that was bullshit, dude. But yeah, what are your guys' opinions of that? Cause I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> What I love about that, it's almost like the disco sucks thing. Like everyone was like, burn your CDs, like, like throw your CDs away. It was like, like, and it was like, like the radio stations are the ones who really like, like started that whole movement. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think it just shows that it shows, especially like after 9-11, Americans were fucking insane. And we were so like scared of the unknown and super patriotic and conservative. And if anything though, I know they, it kind of stifled them for a while, but I think it did like bring them to a broader audience. Like before they Mm -hmm. were kind of country. And then after that, everyone was like, what the fuck's going on with the Dixie chick? No. Yeah. Yeah. It, and you know, and like that is a silver lining in it all, but I know when it happened, it really fucked with them, dude. Like they were. Well, you I know, think a lot of people still don't fuck with them. Like it yeah. definitely like cut off a certain segment of their audience. They were like America's sweethearts, you know. They were like, um, you know, the face of like contemporary country. People loved them. I remember, you know, I loved them. They, they, you know, my mom listened to them. They were, you know, they were really they were really like, you know, a big part of country music at the time. And they still are for, for different reasons. But like at the time they were like a really big part of like country music. And then that happened and I'll I'll never forget just, it happened. And, and yeah, then they were just totally canceled. Like, I just like, I didn't hear about them for probably like six, seven years because they just were totally erased, which just shows the power of like conservative consumership. It's disgusting. Ugh. Well, and it's so funny you say canceled too, because we act like cancel culture is something that's happening now. I was just going to say that. I was like, this, yeah. Right? Like, if anything, I feel like people, like, <laughs> were more canceled back then. Like, I think less people were canceled. But back then, when you were canceled, it was over for you. Like, it was so, like, broad. Well, and back then, people were canceling people for the wrong reasons. These days, I think... right. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of cancel culture, but I do think that a lot of the times when people are canceled these days, it's for the right reasons. You know, they're doing something shitty. They're like insulting marginalized people or they're saying something about women. I don't even know what, but back then it was like they were canceled for not supporting a presidential candidate. What? You know what I mean? Well, but if you really think about, I mean, it was like a day before we were going to invade Iraq. You know, like it was, it was a really like heated time. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, I think to me what that showed, what that showed me was 
I, and I'll be the first to say, you know, as a person of color, as a gay person of color, I've always loved country music. I was like raised on it. My mom loves country music. My family loves country music. And so like, I definitely love country music and that's why I love the Dixie Chicks. But the culture that exists around country music is so gross. Maybe not nowadays. I think that they, they, it's kind of evolved, like very little, but it's kind of evolved. But back in the day, you know, it's like, not only was it a genre of music, but it was it was a, a political statement almost. Yeah, you know, it's, absolutely. It's weird. It's so it's weird. so weird. It's so weird. Because they're really the only genre that does that. That's like, you know, not only do you have to like the music, but you have to abide by... It's, it's, like, a, it's like a lifestyle, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really weird. A thousand percent. Um, but then they yeah. went on to release that fucking I Love That Song, Not Ready to Make Nice. Like, that's a fucking jammer. That's your, that's your lip sync for your life. <laughs> Dude, I would go in on that. I would lip sync my my life down to that fucking song. Um, I love that whole... Yeah, I love that song. They just released a whole new album, Gaslighter. So they're I doing fucking things. love the Dixie Chicks. I'm an OG. I was raised on those bitches. I love same, them. Same, same. Wide open too. spaces. They're says, so epic. I love those girls so we'll much. Make a big and I was reminded of this story because I just started following this Instagram account, Pop Textbook, which I think everyone needs to because it's basically it's just a throwback to it's mostly nineties. 2000s pop music moments but basically anything kind of gay oh my god I, music. Lo- I live for this type of content like i can't get enough <laughs> inject it i know and i love it too because they're very like they provide a lot of information like i don't know it's good and that when they posted this apparently there's a whole documentary about their album release that happened after this happened and it's when they really addressed the controversy so i really want to check that out and everyone follow pop textbook because i'm learning so much yes it is a great account all right world or albuquerque whoever listening out there (laughs) Um, (laughs) we're just Uh, we're just screaming into a void at this point we're local we're local hoping someone listens (laughs) So glad to be uh, here with you locals. Yes, honestly. Oh, we need our soundboard. That would be a perfect time to insert that. <laughs> honestly. Um, thank you for listening. If you listen up to this point, we appreciate your your listenership. Um, yeah, and hopefully we were able to inform you, entertain you, make you laugh, all of the above. And again, thank you for tuning in to another episode, episode five of Toxic Toxic masculinity. masculinity.